Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast. The Art of Reading. You know, we probably all remember the very famous motivator speaking speaker by the name of Charles Tremendous Jones, a super salesman by trade. And they went around the country giving lectures and speeches to all kinds of audiences, motivating them to achieve and to do their best. Here's a statement that he made at one point. He said this, You'll be the same person, more or less, in five years that you are now, except for the people you meet and the books you read. You know, it's the people we meet, it's the books we read that change us, that have an impact on us. If we expose ourselves to a variety of people, we, we change, we become a different person. We grow, we mature, that's what it's called. If we read the stories of other people, we read topics, we read issues, we educate ourselves, we broaden our minds, we become a different person. So why is reading so essential? Why did he make that kind of statement and put it into a context that's a very essential activity? Well, here's a few points. Reading allows us to perform in today's culture. See, reading gives you a basis of skill and a basis, a perspective, if you will, about the culture in the past and the culture today and perhaps the culture tomorrow. Reading opens the door to jobs and more lucrative jobs. That's true. The more information you have, the more knowledge you have, the more you know, the more you read on a company, the more you read on a trade, the more you read on a profession, the more you read on a topic of work, the better you are as an employee and the more likely you'll be hired and do well. Reading develops the mind, the language skills, and the discipline of listening. You see, when you read, you develop a, a sense of language. From the, from the author. Every author has their own language. Every author has their own words or vocabulary that they use. You learn. You broaden your own vocabulary by reading. Your mind is expanded and developed. Reading develops the imagination, the creativity, the curiosity of an individual. Opens your windows of your mind. Opens the windows of the life around you and the life before you and people around you. You just stimulate your imagination. You think and you create by virtue of getting into the life of someone else through reading. Reading increases a person's self-esteem and self-confidence. See, the more you know, the more likely you're able to talk in public and be able to represent some ideas and represent yourself and have conversation. And that's going to make you more socially acceptable and maybe help you feel a little bit better in your own self-esteem. We know that people who read, for instance, we know this. They do better in school. They do better socially. They do better in their marriage. You know, they do better in their employment. They're just, they're a more quality person. They bring to the marriage. They bring to the workplace. They bring to the school depth, ideas, patterns of interaction, things to share. But here's really the big deal. Reading keeps your brain active. And it will prevent the decline that comes over the years and results into what we call dementia or even Alzheimer's. So reading gives you 
the reader. About two more years of life, if you are a continual reader throughout your life, 30 minutes a day will add two years of life to your lifespan. So it's a, it is a big deal. It's an important deal. Reading is extremely valid and important as an activity. You know, when we were um, raising our three children, you know, it really raises the question, how do you help kids get into the game of reading? How do you help kids like reading? How do you get kids just to develop the practice of reading? Well, our three kids were encouraged to read. We, we read to them. We read before them. We read with them. But we encouraged them to read. And here's how we did it. Every time we caught one of our kids reading, we gave them a token. And they could save up those tokens during the course of the week or the course of the month and then cash those in at the local garage sale or yard sale and get some of the little things that they really wanted to have. We would assign them reading, a book they would pick out, and we'd encourage them to read it. And when they read it, we gave them a token. And they accumulated tokens. And those tokens were then cashed in for something they wanted in terms of a garage sale item. So we encourage reading by rewarding reading. We encourage reading by reading in front of them. We encourage reading by reading to them. We encourage reading by reading with them. We encourage reading by talking about what they were reading, asking questions, being interested in the story that they were reading or the topic on which they were reading. See, that's what parents do. That's how parents get kids into the reading game, is that they read themselves, first and foremost. And secondly, they interact with their children through reading. Looking at pictures, with a very, very young child, it just starts with looking at pictures in a picture book. And then it eventually goes into the reading of a story to a child, and eventually into reading a byline in a, in a uh, maybe a more complex story, and then discussing with them what the story was about, and what they heard, and what they thought about, and what it triggered in their mind, and then encourage them to read to each other, and encourage them to read to their friends, and read with their friends, and encourage them to read in school, or after school, bedtime, morning time, and so on. Encourage reading times to be part of daily living. And here's another trick. You've got to turn your television off. You've got to take away the cell phone. You've got to take away the video game device. You've got to limit those. Now, we as professional psychologists say, yeah, video games and that kind of thing is good, are good. That's good to play. Two hours a day. Two hours a day max. Then there's time. There's another two hours or whatever for a child to do reading and to do a lot of different kind of creative activities. But that's where reading fits in. You have to limit the competing factors to reading in their television and their video games and their social media and their gaming activities that otherwise would take up all their time. So it's a matter of putting those things aside and letting reading become part of their daily activity. You've got to plan for it. You have to encourage it, stimulate it, reward it, talk about it, make it a big deal, make it important. Then your child will read, and your child will become a reader. But you know, it's a matter of using reading, I think, to interact with your child. It's an opportunity for conversation. It's an opportunity for discussion. 
the opportunity for the interaction between you and your child on a variety of topics and issues. To get to know how they think, get to know how they feel, get to know how their creative juices flow. Get them to see how the world functions and how you think and how you believe and some of your attitudes that are triggered by their reading. It's an interactional pattern. It's a dialogue that goes back and forth. It's not just a matter of asking a kid a question as to what he read. He's asking now to have time for discussion so that whatever the child read, sure, you want to know what they thought and how that made them feel and so on. But then you talk about how that makes you feel or what your thoughts are on the topic. What do you think? So now it becomes an interaction between you and them. And that's where the quality of parenting and the quality of child relationships takes place. When you're willing to interact, not just listen to their answers, not just ask a question and then think you've done your job, but to ask your questions, hear their answers, and then can proceed into a little discussion, into a little dialogue. That might go on for two minutes or it might go on for 20 minutes. That's where the quality bond takes place between you and your child. So you wonder why your child doesn't bond with you or you're wondering how you can bond better with your child? Well, here's the answer. Use reading as an opportunity to interact. Not just ask questions and listen, but ask questions and listen and ask questions and listen and ask questions and listen and comment and make your own wishes known and your own attitudes known and your own feelings known and your own ideas known to your child so that it becomes an uh, interactional dialogue between you and your child or the children around the table so it becomes something that you all engage in. After dinner is a good time for reading. Before dinner is a good time for reading. Perhaps as a family to read right immediately after dinner at the dinner table. So you're all there and you can just read. Sometimes just a paragraph. Sometimes just maybe a page. Maybe a small chapter. It varies with the age of the child, the interest of the child, the topic, what's going on in their life, how busy they are, how much homework they have that night, you know, and so on. But you can take a little time to read and let that be the basis of discussion. Give your child something to go to bed and sleep on. That's what reading is in the evening. You're introducing some kind of a topic, you're introducing some kind of a thought pattern. And when that child goes to bed, encourage that child to think about what they've just read or what you've read to them as a parent so they can sleep on it and think about it and make it part of their brain activity for that evening and for the next day. And you can always discuss it at another time as well. So the art of reading, yeah, there is an art of reading. But you know, you have to be committed to it. You have to engage in it. It's not just the art of reading for a child, it's the art of reading for the parent, perhaps first and foremost, and then the art of reading for a child. It's an interactional pattern. It's something that you do together. It's something that you share together. And it's something that you grow together and you blend your lives together and you think more alike and you think in sequence with each other. But you certainly are practicing this idea of conversation, of debate, of discussion, which is a skill you want your children to learn. And here's how you teach it, through their reading. Debate, discussion, dialogue, 
very important skill for your child academically and socially. Anyway, nice to have you with me today. Thanks for joining me on the podcast, by the way. And uh, go to my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. Check out my book, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. Glad to have you pick up that book and read and learn a little bit more about the skills of parenting. I think you'll like it. Bye for now.